Hey there, welcome back. It's Kathleen. This is This Insecure Life and I am talking about projection today. Um, just as a follow-up, I guess, to last week's first guest episode, I'm so excited that Stevie was here in Vancouver and we got to chat. Um, it was a wild experience and I think depending on who I'm talking to and what they want going forward, I'll likely (laughs) adjust um, how it's set up. So um, I did ask Stevie if there was something specific she wanted to talk about and there wasn't. Um, So we just talked about life in general and how um, her insecurities crop up every once in a while and how general insecurities crop up and that's what you guys heard. Uh, however, <laughs> I think it would be pretty rad to have topics specific um, to the guest and do more of a Q&A type situation, you know, a natural flow as it as it goes. Um, but it's really just dependent on who I'm going to talk to and what they want because they're doing me a favor by being on the show. Um, show? Podcast? Episode? <laughs> Uh, So I just thought I would touch base on that. Uh, She did make it home, and I think she is loving being with Mulder again. So yay to kittens and our own beds. Um, But yeah, so this week, which is something... This this week, which is something. Sometimes you get really good glimpses into where my brain is, and that was one of those. Um, Yeah, projection. So I'm going to go back to the podcast roots. <laughs> I mean, not really, um, but we're gonna we're gonna do some dictionary definitions. And the actual dictionary definition for projection is kind of weird and long and lengthy. And there's six of them. And anyways, it's a noun. Um, but we're gonna use Urban Dictionary this week because it talks about more um, what I wanted to discuss. And this is um, obviously not one of those school projectors that. <laughs> your teacher used to use. Um, I don't even know if those exist anymore. (laughs) The dry erase markers and lesson plans. Um, This is psychological projection. So Urban Dictionary gave the best definition that I could find. Sometimes you got to use the UD, UD, yep, and not Urban Decay, which is bomb-ass makeup, but Urban Dictionary. Um, So there are a bunch of examples, um, but there's three that I'll read out. So the first definition is an unconscious self-defense mechanism characterized by a person unconsciously attributing their own issues onto someone or something else as a form of delusion and denial. Second one, a way to blame others for your own negative thoughts by repressing them and then attributing them to someone else. Due to the sorrowful nature of delusion and denial, it is very difficult for the target to be able to clarify the reality of the situation. Three, a way to transfer guilt for your own thoughts, emotions, and actions onto another as a way of not admitting your guilt to yourself. Now, the third definition probably is less applicable um, in, in this case, in this discussion. And I don't know if I'd necessarily subscribe to it completely. Um, But the first two, and especially the first one about it being a self-defense mechanism, is sort of where we're going. 
And I thought this was an appropriate topic as, I guess, just, just over a month ago, I guess, maybe, slightly, no, about three weeks ago, um, somewhere in there. I, I definitely was projecting onto every situation around me. So, listeners, <laughs> I have not been full-time employed for a year now, and obviously that's been weighing on me and um, upsetting me. And you can set certain goals and you can do everything right, and sometimes things just don't land when you think they're going to land or end up where you think they're going to end up. And I ended up projecting that situation. So I think sometimes it is um, thoughts and feelings onto other people or um, onto situations. And a lot of times I think it is this microcosm of this one situation in my life is X. So you apply that situation to every situation in your life, which doesn't necessarily make sense. Let me be a little bit more clear. (laughs) I was feeling very much like because I am undesirable in this really fucking tough um, economy that, or, or there's stipulations or reasons that um, it's been rough to find jobs that interest me and really keep me on my toes and then not getting the, um, not landing the gigs that I do want, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that, that undesirableness in a career work related situation was applicable everywhere. So I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't, um, dateable. I wasn't, um, all these things. So it was that feeling of failure, that feeling of rejection, that self-deprecation was all spinning around this one situation in my life. And my um, self-defense mechanism was to push it onto other situations and onto other people because that was what logically made sense to me. And part of me knew I was doing it and part of me truly felt that that was the case. Um, and I don't, I don't really have a reason for what came out of it. I think just naming things, I, I feel like I've said this before, but being able to label things, put words on it, have terms, um, it helps our brains as humans categorize and compartmentalize a little bit easier. So being able to go, oh shit, I am projecting, this isn't necessarily the situation of X, Y, Z. Um, that helped me sort of pull back. <laughs> and it can be it can be so much simpler than that, right? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a big situation, but we can project our feelings onto anything. If we're feeling really low, we might not be um, vibing at the same 
energy level we normally are and so we put that onto the people around us which can then maybe cause conflict because you ask them if there's something wrong and they say no and you think they're lying and it can just erupt into um arguments for no reason whatsoever there is a whole wikipedia page about psychological projection um with a lot of mentions of freud and carl jung I never say his name right. I'm not good with German. Um, oh, this is interesting, though. On that page, it, it has some practical examples. So victim blaming actually falls into psychological projection. Bullying falls into psychological projection. Um, which is, a, like, a really interesting concept. And I think it's super valid because if we're feeling insecure, we might project that onto the people we're dealing with, which again can lead to those unnecessary fights or unnecessary disagreements or uh, situations that cause tension that wasn't there before. <laughs> it's, it's a wild ride how humans function and how emotions work in our bodies and coming to understand how we deal with things and what we're most likely to project. Because I don't necessarily think I'm going to project everything I feel onto other people. Um, but I've definitely been in the camp of even projecting uh, positive things, which you wouldn't think is a bad thing, except it can make you disillusioned, right? So how I approach life is it's so funny. Um, it's weird to say this, but I truly want to believe in the humanity in people. I don't necessarily want to say the good, good and bad, I think are, are very black and white terms, but the humanity in people, that people do want to act with kindness and love and from a good place. Um, and, and I'm not saying I do that all the time, um, I have my faults and I'm realizing more and more that, um, with retrospect, God, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? There have been situations where I thought I was acting really intentionally and morally and, and it just wasn't. Um, and that's, that's something I can't change. I can't change how I responded to things a year ago. I was a different person, right? You can't change how you respond to things a year ago. You're a different person. So that's where the self-compassion comes in. Um, but we can project those positive things about us, the things we like about us, onto other people. And it might not be true, right? Like, you might be looking for a relationship and you feel really open to love and affection and finding a partner. And so you meet someone and you're into that, but they're not necessarily into that. And that's what causes the issue. That's what causes that disconnect, the miscommunication. Um, and I don't necessarily think that is a bad or good thing. I just think it's a thing that we need to be aware of. Projection is a real issue. Um, a real tactic that people use 
And when I say that it's not necessarily great to positively project on people the same way it's not good to negatively project onto people or situations is because it does result in a miscommunication. It results in this disconnect between the people or the situation. And that's where a lot of confusion and hurt comes from. Just, just to keep it simple. And that confusion and hurt doesn't necessarily have to be with someone else. It could be with ourselves, right? When we project negatively onto someone who I'm not feeling desirable, so I project onto them that they don't desire me, whatever that means, in whatever context, um, all that's doing is hurting the relationship and you're, you're hurting yourself and potentially hurting the other person because they don't know what they did wrong. Yeah. It's like a wild, wild thing. Now, <laughs> um, I'm going to read part of an article from Everyday Health, and I'm not sure how much I agree with, with Freud, um, which is where psychological projection comes from, but I think there's a basis, and I think there is some truth to how humans operate by doing this. So the theory of psychological proje projection was developed by Sigmund Freud, an Austrian psychologist commonly, commonly referred to as the father of psychoanalysis. Ooh, hard to say. I will cop to the fact that psychoanalyzing things was one of my favorite techniques to do while studying English. <laughs> Okay, continuing. For this reason, psychological projection is sometimes called Freudian projection. During his sessions with patients, Freud noticed they would sometimes accuse others of having the same feelings they themselves were demonstrating. By engaging in this behavior, the patient was better able to deal with the emotions he or she was experiencing. Um... It says the classic example is that a woman who has been unfaithful to her husband accuses her husband of cheating. You know, sometimes I feel like that's correct and sometimes I feel like your gut is right. So it's it's that's where I struggle with Freud. I feel like I may have gotten too far from the camera there. Camera, oh goodness. <laughs> Microphone. Um... So this is, again, it just comes back to how we deal with emotions, right? What we do, how we recognize, allow ourselves to feel, be with, process, and becoming more and more self-aware. And the what I'm noticing is Anytime there's growth, there's always more opportunity to grow. And as insecurities shift or old projections may shift because you've processed them, new ones arise because that's just the process of life. As you experience new things, as you do more things, as you meet more people, there's going to be these situations and feelings that crop up that we may not know how to deal with um, in the moment. And I saw something recently on social media that was basically, 
yes, social media happens all the time. It's constant, it's instant, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to respond to it right away. And it's a, something I've been trying to do, taking that step back. I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but sometimes when I've been constantly online and specifically on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Tumblr, all those sort of various social media sites, if I'm just constantly going from one to the other, at the end of the day, I feel extraordinarily wired and extraordinarily tired. And there's no space for me to just be and breathe and process. So I've tried to really um, take steps back in regards to putting sort of hours or limits on when I use apps and social media um, to give myself that space to process and breathe and be and really allow myself to not project, if that makes sense. All right. I don't know. I don't, I feel like sometimes I'm the only one who projects, but maybe that's me projecting. <laughs> so there are other um, defense mechanisms that people default to. There's denial, distortion, passive aggression, trying to get better at not doing that, Re repression, um, sublimation. So negative feelings into positive actions. Not necessarily the worst, but I feel like we should really be processing our emotions. Uh, disassociation. It happens a lot with those who have extreme trauma or just trauma in their life and their past. Uh, and, and they're not, they're not necessarily an unhealthy thing to do. They're just how we process. But it's like anything, right? If you are aware you're doing it and you're active in it, there's a difference between that and subconsciously falling into these self-defense mechanisms, these habits. Um, and habits aren't a bad thing. Habits can be a really good thing. I really wish there were different words to use there. Again, bad and good are just so black and white. Um, but yeah, I think taking those steps back, taking a moment to breathe, really evaluating what you're saying. And even if, even if someone is messaging you or there's a situation that needs addressing, it's totally okay to send the message and just be like, hey, I need 24 to 48 hours or I need 12 hours or I'll get back to you by X time about whatever it is so that you can do it with a clear head and give yourself that space. That just goes back to creating boundaries, right? Find what's going to work for you and make your life what you need it to be. And if you're finding that you're constantly projecting how you feel or sort of implanting situations that aren't connected in any way, shape, or form onto one another, then 
create those mechanisms, those coping mechanisms, those active, aware mechanisms to build your life. Um, And when I say that situations um, aren't related, I, I mean, I'm specifically talking here about my situation where I was talking about uh, work and then dating and friends. Um, they're highly different values in all these situations, right? And we're different people because that's what we do. It's, it's coding um, in work situations, in friendship situations with our family. It's why sometimes with family, we immediately fall back into these self-defense mechanisms, denial or repression um, that were taught to us as mechanisms when we were a child. I feel like this got real uh, psychological um, and a little bit sociology-based, and I do not have a background in either, so I just want to state that. It is a fascination of mine, so I've done a lot of reading, and a lot of the theories for psychology did apply in English um, literature studies. A lot of the um, critiques we did and analysis we did were related to these theories, um, but I didn't study them in depth in the way you would if you had a degree, so I just want to be upfront about that. But I truly think that being aware and self-aware, <laughs> I should clarify, self-aware, is going to help in the long run to get us over the hump. And again, it's, it's okay if we project and it's okay if we have spots of denial and it's okay if you clean to avoid some negative feelings or positive feelings um it's okay none of this is in any way shape or form negative all of it is just awareness and tools and giving ourselves the space to work through what we need to work through when it comes up, which isn't always allowable and doesn't feel like it's allowed. I do think it's getting better in a lot of ways, um, creating space to have conversations. And I want to keep having these conversations with you. If you have situations that you projected before, or there was a big blowout because there was a miscommunication because you projected something onto someone, um, that happens, you know, but give yourself the space to show self-compassion, give yourself the space to breathe and do, it sounds weird, but do like a mental pro con list or write it down, um, about why you believe these things or why you thought that someone didn't like you or someone did like you or um, or why that was the coping 
mechanism you went to, that self-defense mechanism was projection versus denial or repression. Maybe taking that step back, how you felt like it might benefit you or um, not benefit you. Sometimes we do these things because we're self-sabotaging and we don't even realize it until it's happened. And sometimes we do it because that's, that's our norm and that's okay. It's okay to have a norm. It's okay to be in your status quo. Truly, I truly believe that. Um, it's also okay to shake things up and try and notice patterns and notice what's going to make you stronger and what's going to um, potentially harm you going forward because you are valuable and I am valuable and really feelings come and go and there are applicable wants and needs that humans have. So if you're finding that you're falling into projection, um, what helped me was actually giving space to feel what I was feeling, to mourn the situation, um, knowing there were people there. I didn't have a lot of in-depth conversations for about four days, but having people check in, make sure I was okay, that helped. So if you have that in your life, great. If you need that in your life, I can be there for you. I'm happy to send those texts. And just really sitting down rationally and logically going, this is what I want, this is what I need in this situation. And recognizing that each situation and each relationship um, is going to be very different because you're different, the people in the situation are different, and both of those, or all of those, depending on how many are involved, are constantly shifting and changing and adjusting based on uh, life and the world and everyone else's projections and insecurities. I think I'm going to wrap it up. I've rambled a lot. <laughs> but, you know, things happen and it's okay. It's okay. That's, that's okay. And being okay is okay. You don't have to be marvelous every day. And you don't have to be in the depths of the despair every day. You can just be okay. And that is really good enough. It is really good to be okay. It's also okay to not be okay. And any iteration in between, above and beyond, above and below, as long as you're taking the time to breathe and be and creating that space so that you can nourish yourself um, when you can, because sometimes it is impossible. 
you want to peace out, peace out. If you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.